Hello and welcome to Genesis 9. God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, Be fruitful, multiply and replenish the earth. The fear of you and the dread of you will be on every animal of the earth and on every bird of the sky. Everything that moves along the ground and all the fish of the sea are delivered into your hand. Every moving thing that lives will be food for you. As I gave you the green herb, I have given everything to you. But flesh with its life, that is its blood, you shall not eat. I will surely require your blood of your lives. At the hand of every animal, I will require it. At the hand of man, even at the hand of every man's brother, I will require the life of man. Whoever sheds man's blood, his blood will be shed by man. For God made man in his own image. Be fruitful and multiply. Increase abundantly, abundantly in the earth and multiply in it. God spoke to Noah and to his sons with him, saying, As for me, behold, I establish my covenant with you and with your offspring after you, and with every living creature that is with you, the birds, the livestock, and every animal of the earth with you, of all that go out of the ship, even every animal of the earth. I will establish my covenant with you. All flesh will not be cut off any more by the waters of the flood. There will never again be a flood to destroy the earth. God said, This is the token of the covenant which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations. I set my rainbow in the cloud, and it will be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. When I bring a cloud over the earth, that the rainbow will be seen in the cloud, and I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh, and the waters will no more become a flood to destroy all flesh. The rainbow will be in the cloud, I will look at it, that I may remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. God said to Noah, This is the token of the covenant which I have established between me and all flesh that is on the earth. The sons of Noah who went out from the ship were Shem, Ham and Japheth. Ham is the father of Canaan. These three were the sons of Noah and from these the whole earth was populated. Noah began to be a farmer and planted a vineyard. He drank of the wine and got drunk. He was uncovered within his tent. Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brothers outside. Shem and Japheth took a garment and laid it on both their shoulders, went in backwards and covered the nakedness of their father. Their faces were backwards and they didn't see their father's nakedness. Noah awoke from his wine and knew what his youngest son had done to him. He said, Canaan is cursed. He will be a servant of servants to his brothers. He said, Blessed be Yahweh, the God of Shem. Let Canaan be his servant. May God enlarge Japheth. Let him dwell in the tents of Shem. Let Canaan be his servant. Noah lived 350 years after the flood. All the days of Noah were 950 years, and then he died. 
These chapters always contain such interesting things, such as the covenant that God made with Noah, and it says, with all generations in perpetuity. In other words, that's a covenant he made with us as well, never to flood the earth again. And of course, the rainbow reminds us, and it said reminds God. And, but that story of Noah and his sons, that's all very interesting as well. And, um, but here in this chapter, we've got something that the Jewish people call the laws of Noah. Now, there's no place in here where it lists seven laws, but Jewish people pull them out of this chapter by inference. For example, it says, you know, about the shedding of blood, and, and it mentions various things like this. And so for Jewish people, they see in this chapter what they call the seven laws of Noah, and they believe that these laws are for all humans. You know, like later in the Bible, we get the Ten Commandments, which were given to the Jews. And the Jewish people believe that those were for the Jews, but that these seven commandments are for all people. Well, I think the Ten Commandments are for all people. The whole Bible is for all people. But Jewish people believe that when a Gentile, a non-Jew, follows these seven commandments, that they're righteous before God. I'm not sure that that's right, because the Bible says that there's no other name by which we should be saved, you know, Jesus Christ. And that's something we learn later in the New Testament. But here we've got seven laws which we find by inference. And here they are. Number one, we are not to worship idols. Number two, we are not to curse God. Number three, we are not to commit murderer. Number four, we are not to commit adultery or sexual immorality. Number five, we are not to steal. Number six, we are not to eat flesh torn from a living animal. And number seven, we are to establish courts of justice. You can see that these were not explicitly stated there in this chapter, but they're pulled out of the chapter by inference. And um, after we cover the part there where that's all pulled out, we then have this section where the son of Noah goes in and sees his father naked and comes out and tells his brothers. Maybe he was joking about it, we're not sure, but his two brothers go in backwards, don't look, and cover him up. And th there's not really any comment about this, but we infer that the brother that did that, Ham, was dishonouring his, his father. The other two brothers, by what they did, were honouring of their father. So in addition to the seven laws We've also got an example here of honour towards a parent that should be shown. And that's also one of the laws of the Ten Commandments about honouring your parents. So this chapter here, very, very early in the Bible, is giving all these examples of how a person should live and how they should not live. And um, I think from the time, of, uh, the time of Noah through to the time of the giving of the Ten Commandments is about 1,400 years. So you've got this big period of time in the world's history where there was no formal law given by God, but people were expected to do what was right. And here we have in this chapter, and it would have been handed down, uh, like Noah told his sons, they obviously knew about it, and, and people knew that there was a way they were expected to live. And, and so people who live with the knowledge of God and they live with the law of God written upon their hearts, um, they please the Lord. And so we've got an example here of these two boys. There was nowhere written down that said, honour your father or honour your mother, that it would go well with you. Now that's written down in Exodus chapter 20, a thousand and four hundred years later. 
But here we are much earlier than the Ten Commandments and we've got these two boys that know they should honour their father. And they're going backwards and they cover him up and they give him the proper honour that he deserves. The other brother is dishonouring and as a result, there's a curse. And I think to myself that there's been a whole big period of history where people didn't have the law. They didn't know what God's requirements were, but they did. Written on the hearts of people was this was a conscience, a sense of knowing what's right and what's wrong. And um, some people, like these two men here, chose to be honouring. But sadly, many people, even those who live in areas where they've never heard of God, they, they know what's right, but they, they don't do it. Sinful nature has a grip on us. And that's why we need Jesus Christ. I think something that we can learn from this chapter is that that God does require righteousness from all people. And here we have an example of two men who were doing something righteous, even though they were never told. And there's a lot of people that, that because they're not specifically aware of things that they've been told to do, they have the attitude that I can get away with whatever I want unless I'm told not to do it. But no, as people, our attitude really should be the opposite to that. It should be to say, um, what can I do to serve the Lord? You know, how can I show honour to the Lord? And uh, not to see what we can get away with, but rather what can we give to him out of what we have? So a heart that leans towards him, not a heart that leans away from him. And I think we've got an example here with these two boys of hearts that leaned towards what was right. Let us be people that don't need to be told what to do. You know, the law hadn't come yet, but here we've got two young men, well, they might have been older. They didn't need to be told what to do, but they knew what to do because it was in their hearts. So, Father, I ask you to help us to be people who lean towards the Lord, lean towards Christ, and who don't need to be told what to do. But at the same time, Lord, I thank you that we have been given the scriptures and we have been given the truth. And I pray that we would have a heart that loves the truth and wants to devour it and soak it in and grow from it. So, Father, strengthen us in righteousness. And I pray that we would love righteousness and hate wickedness. Lord, bless your people today in the name of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm.